Six o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 The Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Happy Friday to you, Steve Sipple. Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead. We'll get to some basketball from last night, some post-practice football stuff yesterday, some big news from Nebraska football. We didn't hear about Thomas Fedoni officially yet, but we did hear about Xavier Betts. Maybe not what you're expecting from yesterday's post-practice. How are you today? I, oh, whoa. Was that loud? Yeah, I got you. You're good. Man, loud. I'm doing good. You're doing well. Good, thank you. How are you doing? Uh, I'm fine. I'm right. here. Pleasant I'm present. I'm talk- present, and yeah. We're going to talk about the weather. The weather's... I, we could. I think it's going to be... <laughs> I think it's supposed to be pretty nice. Uh, good morning to Harrison. Harrison now, is now, here. Now I can hear properly. Harrison. Harrison's here. I was telling Jake before we went on that there's, there's things you can count on in this world, and one is me making crappy NCAA tournament predictions. I said during the show, I said, well, take the opposite. Tomorrow, you did. That was smart. I mean, you, you. I said a Gonzaga you were, would sprint away. From yep. Arkansas. You were so confident that Gonzaga was going to win by ten points, right? Did you I say said ten? Was, I said Gonzaga would sprint away from Arkansas. How and you forget that Eric Musselman made the Elite Eight last year, and people forget that Houston made the Final Four last year because just because their seeds are lower than Gonzaga and lower than Arizona oh, does not mean they're going to lose the games, and they did not lose the games. Here's what I hope the Gonzaga writers are. Touching on today, in their in their screeds, I hope they're saying Mark Few needs to be a little bit more imaginative with his offense. Clear out, get it to Timmy. That's pretty much it. Now he was dynamic, but they don't have a like they just spread it out. Like if you're Hunter Salas in that offense right now, you know what you know what Hunter Salas's job is? Hey kid, go stand in that corner over there, because the other guys are gonna, you know, there's because Chet Holmgren and Timmy are gonna do this. It just seemed like Arkansas was the more athletic team last night, didn't it? Yes, yes, it did. Thank you. That was the Definitely first. I mean, that was the first game. There's four four games last night. That was the first one. It just. Gonzaga was up by 10 at one point in the first half. It was 27-17. It looked like, okay, Gonzaga's going to pull away. Here we go. They're going to win. Arkansas goes on a run, leads at halftime, and never looks back. No. and it, Yeah. and it, they were, Arkansas, you know where the athleticism really shows, Jay? Arkansas gets to all the 50-50 balls. I mean, that, that's where athleticism shows. They come up. Their hands are – seems like their hands are quicker. They're quicker to the ball. Um, maybe they had a little more want to, a little more fight as the underdog. I think that that's Very possible. In play. But man, Arkansas are talented. That's not a, that's not exactly an underdog in terms of God. I mean, they got a lot of talent. But Ooh. again, they they had been there last year. They had been to the Elite Eight. I know it's not all the guys returning, but Eric Musman was how to win the tournament. We always talked about him at Nevada. He won there. He's been good at Arkansas. Like, you know, that has been a perfect hire, and they have a good chance to move on and. 
and and be in the Final Four when they play again on Saturday. They would, yeah. Who the, the Duke or Texas Tech win? This Duke, is great. yeah. So Texas Tech was up by four at halftime, and Duke won that game, I believe, by four points. Also, so it'll be Duke Arkansas, and yeah, you really like Arkansas in the Elite Eight. I mean, I do anyway, but don't. So I just curse them. Yeah, well, yeah. Please, please uh, be careful with this because you know you're going to put the kiss of death on on them if you give them the other one seed goes down last night yep so yeah so again uh first game Ar- arkansas beats gonzaga 74 68 game two was boring it was don't forget that one oh by the way uh game two was was predictable uh and boring villanova the two seed beats michigan the 11 seed 63 55 never really uh michigan was was down by seven to eight points pretty much the whole game if not more wasn't much there. Texas Tech, again, up by four at halftime. They fall to Duke 78-73. Uh, Duke, just in the final few minutes, was could not miss. They, they, they did not miss anything, and that's what hurt them. And then, of course, the nightcap. Houston leads from start to finish 72-60 to over Arizona. Calvin Sampson is one hell of a coach. There's yeah, your, that's that Arizona uh, team you really liked. Well, <laughs> I'm just Here's saying the deal. you're not always right either, there, Spark. What's, last what's your, what's last your, night, what's your bracket look like? I don't. Like I don't. My bracket's it's over. It's all gone. I, I don't care. I didn't care about the bracket, but I want to tell you. Last night we were at Tanner's. We had a little watch party out there, and I was doing uh, the hour with Buzzy Carruthers, the Husker basketball assistant coach, nice. player development, and we were talking about. It. I said, I tell you what, my bracket says this. My heart says this. I picked Arkansas. And I picked Houston last night on the radio. My bracket would not indicate that. I said, I know I picked it. I know that this paper says those teams. People are going to turn off the show at this point. I'm just saying. I I said my bracket is wrong. That's great. My heart says So you covered yourself. I I did. Yeah. Because I truly thought. On your bracket, you picked one thing. Then on the other, you picked another. So now you got it right. My bracket was two weeks ago. I picked it two weeks ago. No. I would too. I would turn it off. I'm just telling you. Go ahead. If you guys want to turn it off, just turn it off. No, but I did pick Villanova. Turn off the radio. And I beat te- my bracket had Texas. Stop it! No, you, do you understand what you're saying right now? No, listen, I had Texas. You covered yourself on both ends. It doesn't count. You've xed yourself out. No, Your credibility listen, no, shot. No. Don't even go down this road. No, because you can have a change of heart from what you put in your paper. Oh God! Because you see how the tournament goes. Can you, be- can you believe this? Arizona. This should have lost to TCU. This is unbelievable. What are you talking about? Well, this is unbelievable. Well, you picked both teams. Okay, no. there's two teams. I you- picked Texas Tech in my bracket and in my heart. I was wrong on that. I thought Texas Tech would beat Duke last night. I'm not changing that. I said I think Stop. Texas Tech beats Duke. Stop. They didn't. You can't pick both teams to win. I feel I didn't like my bracket pick before the tournament, before the game. What's wrong with that? God almighty. I don't I don't know what's wrong with that. I just thought because oh, you know wow. what? Because you know what happens? I watched the two the first two games and Houston was the better team. That's why I said that last night. You are allowed to to change your thoughts. I don't understand what's wrong with that. I just told you I picked Texas Tech to win and on my bracket. I thought they would win that game. They did not. I guess I'm picking Purdue today, but if they lose. No, but that's not lose, fair. But if they lose. You didn't fill out a bracket, so it doesn't count for you. You've just been filling out as you go. The bracket doesn't matter. I guess I'm picking Arkansas over Duke, but if Duke wins. Harrison, I had Harrison get on the mic. I want I want I want a third person involved here because no, you know where he's I, going. I'm trying to say this, Harrison. You know, you know where he's. We going. all make picks before the tournament or in any any life about you know 
not basketball, football, whatever. You can have a second thought on that, but it's already on paper. Like I, I can have a second opinion of what I actually think is going to happen after the fact of watching two games. Is that fair? Yeah, you can't ride on it, though. You know what I mean? You can't ride on it. Well, you can't. It's ridiculous. I'm just saying this. It is really, really hokey. You, you, I mean, why can't I say that after watching two games, I thought that my pick was going to be wrong, <laughs> and that here's what I actually thought. What's wrong with that? I don't get what's wrong with that. I'm admitting that I think that I had the wrong pick in my bracket, and this is the team. Do you understand that? You that's nothing wrong with that at pick, all. You pick both teams to win because if the other team wins, no. stay on my bracket. I picked them. No, that's all that matters. My bracket had six of sixteen Sweet Sixteen teams. I don't care. I'm not care about the bracket. Yeah, I don't. You can't be like, I think I was wrong, therefore I'm right. No, that's not what I mean. I said that my bracket was a disaster from day one. That's true. You did. You did. Right? You I did acknowledge that. you had a I bad said bracket. that. I said I don't care about this anymore. I'm right. looking at what I have seen after two Jake's, tournament Jake's games. Jake's way of picking the tournament: just pick both teams to win. No, that's not. That's not. That's you don't. You'll understand. never lose. You don't understand. <laughs> You'll never lose. My first thought was this team. My second no. thought's the other one. Why, why cover? Why you no? Know. <laughs> so you're saying that I can't change my, any of my thought in terms of my bracket? You you have regrets all the time on the bracket. Like oh, I, going into a game, I wish I hadn't picked that. And <laughs> then you were come right on the about air and that. Say, I picked this team. Well, I actually picked the other team. No, um, but now I'm picking this team. I said I, I stopped looking at the bracket. I know I had him in the bracket, but I'm watching after two games. I understand what you're saying. You're being very difficult. That's what you're being. <laughs> Intentionally difficult and trying to get me go today. All right, thank you, Harrison. <laughs> You've been ridiculous. Oh, I can't believe Jacob. this. Let's see the text line. Jacob. I can't. I cannot believe this. <laughs> This is not going to be our first segment. Well, you wanted to make it go that way. We'll get to more basketball next segment, I guess. Okay. How about that? I'll, I'll try to recover from what I was trying to say. You've gone on little sleep. And I am not, on little you're sleep. You're not thinking correctly. I am thinking just fine. I'm thinking fine. <laughs> it's, I understand. Why can't, why can't your heart feel different than your head? It can, Jake. Like... Dolphins game. I'm always going to have yeah, it. one hey, part of me is going to pick the Dolphins, but I know it, they're probably not going to win. Serious discussion, though. It's why, like, we said this seriously going into the tournament. What do we know about exactly. Houston and Arkansas? That, that's why I said my bracket can't be like my all end all be all about right. what I think is going to happen. You know what's scary is that there's teams like that out there that we don't know about because we just don't watch. We can't watch. I mean, John Rothstein, hopefully knew all about Houston and Arkansas and Chattanooga which I was really struck by their talent. We can't we don't we don't watch I mean just so our listeners understand. We don't I watch mean, all the games. We don't watch a lot of the, all, all the games. How many time, how many games other than Big 10 did you watch this year? Not many. Give it a number. Cuz I can say Five, I can say 0. 4, 3. Yeah, I can say 0. You know you know what I saw last night on Twitter? From John, speaking of John Rothstein, who is you know the college basketball guru out there, mm-hmm. the man who eats, sleeps, yeah. and drinks. Yeah, yeah. He said, Kelvin Sampson, the best coach in college basketball. The number one best coach. Hmm. That's a guy that watches all the basketball. Not just some. He watches everything. Well, he's, he's he said, better. Kelvin Sampson, the best coach in college basketball. Better than Coach K? Number one. The best coach. The Numero uno. Well, I mean, few, Mark Few's stars diminished a bit, I would say. I mean, he has made two 
finals. He's lost to both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and they're in the, they've made the Sweet 16, I think, seven straight times. Is that fading to you? Mm. Not necessarily. I'm telling you, I was struck by their lack of imagine, imagination on offense. Now, some guys are going to be out there listening going, Simple, these teams don't run creative offensive sets. Fred Hoiberg does, but um, the, a lot of these teams don't. Like like one coach was telling me the other day, they ran five things at UTEP. Five things. That's it. They had five. Fred literally has like 200 different plays. This 200? Yeah, Literally. Coach, maybe that's the problem, right? He right. Has to get too well, many damn what, plays. That's what the coach was suggesting. That's the playbook. That's what the coach was suggesting. That that uh, you don't, you just get good at five of them. So I don't know exactly what Few's doing. Um, well, I know exactly what Few's doing. They get the ball to Timmy, or they get the ball to Holmgren, and that's it. They just clear it out. There's there's guys on that team that are not involved in their offense. Okay, that's enough basketball talk. We'll get to more Have next segment. Calm down. I'm fine. I <laughs> I can't win. I, I'm not going to I'm not going to try to defend. I'm, fine. It. I'm not going to try to defend it because I clearly can't win because you're stuck in your ways and I'm stuck in mine. So let's get to football because Jake, there Jake. was big news yesterday. Jake, I'm fine. There was big news yesterday. Uh, we thought we might hear something about Thomas Fedoni in terms of an yeah, injury yeah, yeah, update. Yeah, we had we did not, we but. The big news was about Xavier Betts. Here is Scott Frost addressing uh, that yesterday about saying Xavier Betts is no longer, at this point, a member of the Nebraska football team. Yeah, Xavier's not a member of the team right now. Why is that? He's just not a member of the team right now. Do you you anticipate he'll return? It doesn't matter right now. He's not a member of the team. Is there there a reason? He's not a member of the team. That's all I'm going to say. If it wasn't clear there, he's... Right now, not a member of the football team, yeah. no matter how many questions you ask him. Yeah, Scott I don't, Frost. Yeah, well, now, that's Xavier Betts. Xavier Betts is the most talented receiver on the team. So it is. this is a significant development. Um, I'm glad Sean Callahan asked Scott Frost the question yesterday because it had been out. It's got out. It got out. It leaked out. He hadn't – and Xavier hasn't, hadn't been at practice – you know, they returned to practice. From spring break. Yeah, yep. Monday. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of that. Have you calmed down? Calm down. Uh, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> yeah, you want me to go on a time break here. I, I see what you're doing They returned here. to practice Monday. Um, he, ha- he didn't return from spring break, essentially. So, now what do you do? I mean, okay, you got to... And, and they've had these sorts of issues with this player before. Um, so I don't, I, I mean, now, now everybody's in a little bit of a spot. They're going to meet today, by the way, Xavier Betts yeah. will meet with the coaches and I don't know what will come out of that. I, I don't know what's going through. Nobody knows what's going through Xavier's mind. I'm, I'm sensitive to it. You never know what's going on in a young man's life. You know, you never know what's going on in a young man's mind. Um, I know this, there's things I know. Okay. Instead of talking about things we don't know, like. Uh, college basketball. Uh, <laughs> I knew Arkansas was weird. <laughs> um, you did pick Arkansas on the air, I will say Thank that. Thank you. Yeah, you did. I may good. have picked Houston, too. I don't know. It was a good pick. We picked that. Well, if you didn't, you can just say that you... <laughs> <laughs> you did. Hey, um, I admit I'm wrong all the time. Hey, this one. I know. Hey, listen. 
okay, we know this. This was not a disciplinary issue in, involving Xavier Betts. Um, it's not an injury problem that's recurring. It's if I, I guess the best way to put it if is this. If Xavier Betts wanted to be at practice yesterday, or if he wanted to be at practice this week, he would have been there. He didn't want to. Hmm. Now what do you do? I mean, do you – I would guess – I don't know. I, I, it depends on what the conversation is between coaches and player. If he wants to come back, I think what, the, what you do as a coach is say, okay, well, then you have to prove it over time that you want to be back. I'm just not going to – I don't know if you just take him back and say, okay, yeah, just start practicing again. I know you missed a week and, and all the other kids are working through the cold. But, yeah, you just, just start off like nothing happened. We'll just treat it like nothing happened. I don't know if you can do that. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm with you. And in terms of you mentioned that he is the most talented receiver. Yeah, I'm going to say that. He's not the best receiver. You, you, right. you can be the most talented, yeah. not the best receiver. Yeah, and I haven't seen Trey Palmer, so Trey Palmer might actually – eclipse him in both counts right and our, we know there's a lot of buzz around isaiah garcia castaneda yeah. as well the new mexico state transfer yeah he's very talented though i mean he's got I'm not it. denying that I, no one's ever denied the fact he's very talented yeah, xavier betts has nfl talent he does he does flat that's, that's and, and of course now you know the storyline is oh Nebraska can't keep their best players they all transfer is. away oh jd spielman in the well past, that's and, true. And rondale robinson right. and maurice washington right but that, i think the people that say that just don't understand what's going on and which is fine i don't you can't expect people to if if i mean i can say unequivocally that if he wanted to be at practice yesterday he would have been at practice that's now, is it obviously something's not not right? So that's it. Were you, Were you surprised to hear that they are going to meet today? After hearing the way that Scott Frost was stern about he is not a member of the team right now, and then learning that we are good, they are going to meet today. No, with no, him. I'm not surprised at all. I mean, I think there's got to be dialogue with the player and his his family. Um, no, I'm not. No, I'm not surprised. That I don't think. I know this, Nebraska would not turn its back on Xavier Betts under any circumstances. So they've recruited him. They welcome him into the, the fa- family. They won't turn their back on him. It's not going to be as – I don't – the only way it would be cut and dried is if Xavier Betts says, I don't want to play anymore. That, mm-hmm. That's the only way this will be cut and dry. They, if, if he says he wants to play for him, I think that he would be allowed to, but he would have to – my guess is he'd have to prove himself over time. I don't think Nebraska can afford to shut the door on Xavier Betts because of the ramifications. I mean, Bellevue West is a power. Omaha has been a bit of an issue, right, in the recruiting world, right, for Nebraska. It's it's become a bit of an issue. Um, so I don't, I don't think – I think you've got to be pretty tactical in the way you handle this if you're Nebraska. Xavier Betts doesn't have to be tactical. If he doesn't want to play, he doesn't want to play. But I don't know if that's it. It might be deeper than that. That's the thing. That's why you can't get on the radio and go too far with judgments because you don't know what's going on in that young man's life. I don't know. But I know know some things because it's not like I don't talk to people close to the program. I know that if he wanted to be at practice, he would have been at practice this week. They didn't. There was nothing. There was nothing that they said. You have to go take care of this, 
before you come back. Anything like that. There's nothing going on like that. There was no legal problems. There was no – there's nothing. That's all – I don't know what I don't know how. So it's okay, so then I, I ask the question. So if when they meet today, when Scott when Scott Frost and, and whoever's meeting with with uh, Xavier Betts meets with him, uh-huh. do we hear a statement at some point saying Xavier's back with the team? They just kind of still oh not, I doubt not it. Address it. That's a good question. Until you see him in practice, I mean, or you don't, again. I mean, now let's just think it through, Jake. Okay, they're gonna meet at some point. Do you think they'll just fire out a a press release what? right after they meet? I don't know, but but now, if that was supposed to be a private meeting that no one knew about, now they all know about it. Yeah, so it's not true. you're not going to keep that private. That's true. And so since the question's out there, it was answered by Scott Frost. Right. Like you cannot hide this anymore. Now everyone's going to be asking, "Hey, is Xavier here? Is Xavier not?" You can't just not. Address I think if it there's again. yeah, I think if there's some finality, there might right. be one way or the other. Yes, he's here. Yes, no, he's not. No, well, no, hold on. Yes, he's here is not not necessarily finality. Because I think he'd have to earn his way back. I just don't think you'd just say, okay, yeah, start practice again on Monday. I don't know if you could do that. Skipped a week. Skipped a week. Now we're just going to start again. I mean, how many times can you let kids do that? There's other guys that practice all week in the cold. Tough practices. I mean, what's that set? you got to think about the message you're sending to your team, right? I just take a week. Some guys can take a week. Uh, I think you ha- he would have to now the I do think if Xavier elected to move on there's possibility that you could get some sort of press release or he goes into the portal yeah, portal portal I don't think the portal we'd hear it's usually a 48 hour process so I don't think you'd hear it right away but I don't expect him to go to the meeting and and a Nebraska Sports information official will be standing out the door and go, okay, what's uh, we got some resolution here? Let me write this on my notepad. Hey, you never know, man. Some things that think that might sound comical could be actually real. You no, never know. No. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't look for that. Okay, happen. and then regarding the other news, we thought we would hear more of uh, Thomas Fedoni. Yeah. Uh, Doc asked the question, you know, why is Scott Frost hiding the Fedoni injury? Everybody knows there's something there. Why is he totally trying to ignore this? Oh, uh, I don't know that. I, I don't know. I mean, we know we I'm know that we concerned. know that Scott Frost does not like to discuss, or usually disclose injuries. Right? Right. Doesn't like that. It's not in his nature. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I was a little. This is a big story. The spring right now, and but the it, fall potentially. Maybe the Fedonis didn't want it out. It could okay. be that. I, I, I don't. Think it is a big story. I it's guess a, it's not big. It's a massive story. Yeah, it is. But there's no game next week, so um, <laughs> you know, there's no game next week that I know of. There's no game um, in a month that I know of. There's no game in two months that I know of. There's no game in three months that I know of. You have there's no game in four months that I know. You of. have you know, as of right now, forty-two thousand so, people going yeah. to the spring game that are going to look for that guy out there. So is there it really? Yes. Yeah, so for the practice, I guess it's the practice um, that people yeah. attend. Hey, it's Oklahoma coming. The um, practice is there, and people attend because they want to see some. Things. I disagree a little bit that this is a big pressing matter. I mean, we know he's hurt. I. It's the, the question is, is is he out for the entire season or is he going to have a chance to play? I don't know that. That's what we want to have an update. Well, what if Frost doesn't it, know? If he doesn't have an update, that's fine. If there's what, still, if, what if yeah, if the diagnosis isn't clear yet? That's fine. Yeah. I. That's fair. Yeah, I'm not going to be too critical of him for not announcing injuries in 
March. <laughs> I mean, it's March. You understand that people want to have information always right away. No. No. You can't. And, and in today's day and age, they can get anyway, that. Anyway, yeah. They can so, get that information. So, I mean, he was asked directly about Fedoni. Yep. And just, I, I can read you the quote if you, if you don't mind. I'd like to hear the quote. We'll comment on them injuries meaning injuries when we know the extent and the length of the downtime it's spring ball and there have been a couple things for the most part we're getting through healthy there'll be a time to comment on that i'm not up in arms about that i but there's things to be up in arms about this world (laughs) and that doesn't strike me as one maybe they doesn't know the extent of the injury maybe the fedonis don't want it to be discussed uh, maybe they maybe they think he can get back quick. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so th- those are the two biggest things. Xavier Betts again. Not there was the, a lot. Though. The, yeah. What well, what else from Scott Frost or yesterday? Oh, did yeah, you there feel was, was more was was vital or important. There was a lot. There was a lot. What's next in your agenda for them? Well, let's just stay at the tight ends. I I mean, okay, Chris Hickman's not available either right now. So if you think about it. Travis Vokalek not practicing, Fedoni out, Chris Hickman out. That's your top three. Um, I could be missing somebody. So he mentioned, you know, it's, this is important. This is important. This is an important spring for guys like James Carney, AJ Rollins, and Nate Borkercher. Who he calls Bork? Yeah, God, you you did. You were yeah, paying attention. Yeah, I, was I was locked in. I wasn't there. I I listened and watched it all. This is what he said about Bork. Bork. Yeah, he said, we're probably highlighting Bork right now. <laughs> He's doing a really good job, and we need some guys to step up, that, up at that spot, etc. Bork, uh, Nate Borkercher, is a is a six foot four, 220-pound walk-on redshirt freshman from Aurora. Okay, um, what else? I would say... I, it was, I guess it was sort of revealing. Kudos to Brian Christofferson for asking this question. Chubba Purdy's not all the way back yet. Not quite full go. They thought, he thought, Chubba thought, you know, Chubba Purdy, the transfer quarterback. I know who Chubba Purdy is. Very aware where he came from and his situation. He's a transfer quarterback from Florida State. Florida uh-huh. State. Yeah. The brother of Brock Purdy, the Iowa State quarterback. Yeah. You are on one today. You need to get you're, more. You're sleep. trying to get me fired up over Chubb. here. I see what you're doing. Yeah. So, so Frosty said uh, Chubb is doing live reps right now, but um, he's excuse me, he's not doing he's not doing live reps right now. He's getting a lot of seven on seven and individual work. So he's not part of the quarterback competition. Competition. Um, yeah, Jake, I use, that I use that word lightly. Competition? No, I don't use that word lightly. Um, Hickson and Piper working at center. Trent Hickson, Ethan Piper. Those are your probably your top two centers. Apple White, Apple <laughs> Brian, White, Brian Apple White, Brian Apple White talked a, running a, backs a, coach a lot about uh, he 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 went back to that subject or was asked about the subject of Nebraska going under center. They're doing it more. I, I got to think you'll like that. I like the picture of that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big fan of it. He said, first of all, there's always, this is Brian Applewhite. First of all, there's always something to be said for, I'm the mentality, I'm going to run the ball right there and you've got to stop it. Okay. You like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dolphins do that sometimes. Right. They do. They, they do. do. Yeah. 
He says it gives the running back a better chance to see the whole picture before he gets the handoff. You understand that. Mm-hmm. that you, and you can hide play actions a lot better. Okay? Gives the running back a better chance to see the whole picture. You understand that. And it hides play actions better. And it's a different look for the defense. He said 75% of snaps now are from under the from the shotgun in college football, I guess he was talking about. He said, you know, you get under center and it changes a look, the look a little bit. I like it. I like it. I, I like the idea. I don't know what percentage, but I'd like the percentage to be about 50 under center. Is that too much? 50%? Is that too much? Well, I, do you but, even know who I am right now? Yeah. Well, here's yeah, the deal. You are in a fog. No, I'm not. You I'm trying. You, <laughs> you are taking advantage of the situation. You're trying to torque me. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm Steve. Uh, there's no doubt about it that play action is way. You know, it's. I've always thought play action is weird. The shotgun. It's very strange. I agree. It and Nebraska work. did it a lot over I know, the years. It doesn't work. I said, who's falling for this? Yeah, exactly. this 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 list, this quick little fake handoff. Right, right. Nobody's falling right. for it. it. May, it's just a waste of it. Play action. If under center, yes, you fall for that because that you go for the handoff. Oh wait, hang on. No, I'm not doing that. Now I'm going to chuck it. It's a waste of human motion. It is like your bracket. <laughs> Everyone's bracket. Everyone's bracket is a waste of human motion right now. All right, I'm going to quit doing that. Yeah, yeah, it is. I totally agree with you. Why do it? I've never. I've just, Why try to I'm sell like, that? Do are people really falling for this? No, you're right. You, you're, I totally agree with you. Okay, um, more praise for the O line. Scott just Scott is really happy with Donovan Rayola. Really happy with Donovan Rayola. Um, I'll tell you what he said. He said, I've said this a bunch, but there's been noticeable improvement to me on some of the techniques and details and fundamentals. And then he's talked about plugging guys in different spots. Brock Bando talked about how you'll like this, how there's a more this is this is not this is not pretty for the old offensive line coach. He said there's more emphasis on finishing blocks and chasing the ball downfield, which I thought was glaring that they didn't do chasing the ball downfield. I, I was always struck by that. Now that's, yeah, that's on frost too. Um, but now they're, they're emphasizing finishing blocks. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's nice to hear. That should always be the goal, you right? Quit being a wise guy. Well, I mean, I mean, I, <laughs> I, it's nice to hear that they're doing what you think they should do. Finishing blocks. Wow, what a novel concept that is I for an offensive it. line. I know, I know. It's, I their, know. it's their job. I know. You're right. I got you. I I, I don't want to say, same you know, way. I'm the same I, way. I hate, I hate cliches, but practice like you play, man. Yeah. yeah. And I know it's, that's the corniest thing I've said in a long time. That's a lot of corny things. No, that's not that corny. But that's not it, corny. It's the ultimate cliche. Hey, no, it's on. the ultimate sports cliche. That's not corny. But if you're not finishing your blocks in practice, how can you expect to do that in games and just... Because you did it in high school, you know how to do it. You're not doing it. No, I got you. I, I so that so yeah. There was a lot other stuff, Jake. I was the, I was solo yesterday, so I didn't get to everybody. Jacques Yant was up there. I just heard the only thing I heard him say was he doesn't eat eat canes as much because he's trying to lose weight. He yeah, he's at 232 pounds now. Pretty svelte. He was up there. Um, I got my recorder over to him, but then I had to run over to to um, to back. I had to run over back to Frost because Frost was, you know, spouting news off. Um, 
so yeah, Brian Applegate was up there. White. Donna, Apple White. Yeah. Jeez. Brian Applegate. I'm, I'm, I'm going to fix that every time, Brian too. Apple, I'm not yes, letting fine. that slip. I appreciate that. Brian Apple White was up there. Brock Banda was up there. Nora D. Neweely was up there. Uh, so it was it was a festival. It was a festival. A festival. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. I feel like, like festivals. Okay. Festival. We'll reset. We're going to reset. And I, I got to <laughs> defend myself again from earlier. I got it because I okay. have a great thing to go to for that. And also, okay. we'll look at tonight's games in the Sweet 16. Okay. That's next <laughs> on Early Break on the Ticket.